Hi guys, and uh, welcome to episode 16 of the Lift Fitness and Lifestyle podcast. Yeah, to be fair, I think it changes each week that we say that we sort of announce it because, like, I think last week it was the Lift Fit podcast, the week before Lift Fitness. Uh, lift, lift Lifestyle and Fitness podcast. Either way, it's about lifestyle and it's about fitness. So it doesn't really matter which way it goes, does it? Yeah, exactly. But we should really know our, our title of our podcast. Same premise, I suppose. It's like, Thing is, we're more, 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 more worried about the content than more the title of it. Title doesn't matter, does it? That's what's inside. <laughs> That's what matters. So there's been quite a bit going on this week. Quite a bit of a worldwide panic. Yeah, just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> um, so if you have been living in a box and don't know what's going on, um, well, there's this, this virus kicking about, the coronavirus, which is causing what can only be described as chaos. Absolute mayhem all across the world. It's, I just think it's absolutely sort of, it's crazy to see all of the different sort of takes that everyone has on it all, all across like the countries and stuff. Like I seen a post and it was like, um, sure it was like Ireland, Ireland and um, France were like completely shutting, like Italy completely shutting off the borders, Ireland sort of shutting them off now and stuff. And then one of it was like, it was obviously like taking, like making a joke out of it and stuff. And the same like, like, um, over in like England, it was just saying like, "Oh, just hiding a bit of hand sanitizer and get the work." There was a there was a mummy, a mummy, a mummy, a mummy that I seen the other day, which I thought was quite funny. Uh, there was a lot of crap going on, but it, this this actually mummy was quite funny. It was um, comparing northerners to southerners. Mm. It was um, it had like a basically it was about the the virus. It was saying southerners were kind of running around trying to get toilet roll and you know stocking up on food supplies. Northerners are going around licking door handles so they can get two weeks off work. I seen that one and I was actually on the bus and just I think I was a few stops beforehand and I was I'm genuinely like, do you know when like you sort of like when you like when you read something that's actually quite funny and you like laugh out loud and then you go <laughs> But like I didn't like I completely zoned out as to where I was and I just all oh, everyone looked at us on the bus as if I was a complete weirdo just laughing at my phone. It's, it, uh, it's so true though. Oh, it's, it's so true. It is, it is so true. Oh, anything for anything for a day off work. <laughs> Two weeks off work. But I mean, it has it has caused quite a bit of um, quite a bit of, of chaos. I mean, we're taking big precautions in the gym. You know, just things like we've got hand sanitizer and we're just making sure the gym equipment's clean and tidy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting wiped down, but it's there's there's not a lot apart from the regular hygiene. There's not a lot we can do about it. Yeah, sort of just. I think it's more common in sort of people who have already sort of got poor immune systems or like in underlying conditions, sort of like that. Yeah, it is. And I think from, I think from our side of it, you know, maybe who, from us that we will contract it at some point, I would have thought, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're probably all right from it. Nothing will happen. But it's just, it's making sure we take care of, of the other people, like the vulnerable people. And yeah. Like, that is the biggest worry really, isn't it? It's that these people don't catch it. Like the flu, you know, people catching the flu, all the people catch the flu, or vulnerable people catch the flu, the more chances are they're going to be really poorly from it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of the same thing, but the problem is, it's to me, it's the media. The media just, you know, the, the, they just scaremonger everybody into, into panic and chaos, and, you know, there's, there's just no news for it. I think know? I read somewhere that it was like, there's been something like ridiculous, like 1.1 billion mentions of this, like, COV. Like the um, coronavirus. I was going to say like the COVID nineteen. I don't know if it's like actually you say it as COVID or if you go C O V I D. Even even <laughs> all the coronavirus. 
But um, yeah, so it's been mentioned 1.1 billion times, as opposed to, I think it was comparing to like um, SARS, which was like 62 million or something like that. And it was just like, as I was looking at them, I was just like, what? This is crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be talked about for a long, 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 long time. Oh, yeah. We're, we're actually supposed to be going on a stag do in two weeks' time. We're supposed to be going to Germany. And as of yet, the flight hasn't been cancelled. And, and to be honest, I'm kind of hoping it does because my concern is I don't get back. Yeah, just <laughs> in case you're stranded over in Germany. Yeah, stranded over in Germany. So actually, you're going to be self-contained for the next three weeks in Germany. I don't fancy that. <laughs> I'd rather be self-contained at home. Mm. I say if isolated at home, I'd rather stay at home and you know have my home comforts and my family and my computer so I can do some work. Rather than be sort of locked up somewhere else in a random country. Yeah, I, I don't really fancy that. Even if it isn't a beer festival. I'd I, was, I was just about to say, at least you get some like, because obviously they don't do things, but what do they, isn't like the, um, I can't remember, but like their serving size, obviously like the pipe. Steiners. Like yeah, the Steiners. Where it's like, um, it's obviously, I'm sure it's like two pints it's or like something. Two pints or something like into one glass. Well, actually, we'll actually book the, the beer festival. So we've got the Strong Beer Festival, it's actually called. It's like Oktoberfest, but it's, it's the Strong Beer Festival. Just the ones where we've got about 98% beer. Yeah, it's like drinking wine with two pints. I think beer's as strong as wine. So it's, I can't see it happening, <laughs> to be honest, but I was really looking forward to that. Um, but talking about you know, this. Um, Everything else we kind of been putting on Facebook and stuff. Uh, we just do want to touch on this a little bit because it was a, it was a completely I can only describe as being diplomatic here as a moronic post that someone has kind of put up. And it's not just this one person that's put it up; it's a lot of people putting very very similar things up. And Aaron, you kind of, you brought this up. You actually showed us it, didn't you? Yeah. So like I seen on Facebook. Um, I don't know if the person who actually shared this listens to this, but if they do, then it's pretty. It'll be this is about the post that you shared but um there's loads of different sort of variants of this going around and basically the post says it was like the coronavirus kills three thousand people and we lose our shit but obesity kills four million and we come up with a new flavor of oreos which i just I, do you know when you're sort of like scrolling along on social media and you see a post and you sort of get a bit agitated at it that's sort of how it's i felt social isn't it? you know the, the coronavirus kills three thousand people Obesity kills. How many was it? It was like four million. Four million people. Obesity isn't an epidemic. Yeah, it's so not a disease. No, this is it, it, it's completely different. No, the, the case with obesity goes a lot deeper. You know, you, you, like with the, with the coronavirus, you, you can't help. It. You're going to catch it. You're going to catch it. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Things with obesity, it's it's there's, there's a lot more to it. It's, well, you talk about kind of this could be a lot of something to do with someone's mental health. It could be something to do with um, underlying issues that they've got. It could be there's, there's a lot of factors. It's not just the new flavor of Oreos. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just small mindedness. It's like one of the points that because like usually I'm really like self-contained on sort of so, like social media and stuff, and I don't really bite at things. But I just had to comment on this, and sort of as I I think one of the so one of the points that I mentioned was on about sort of um sort of mis, mis, like misinformation. I couldn't think of how I was going to say the word there. But um, like sort of misinformation, because in a world where you can sort of, there's products like boom bud, sort of fad diets, like diet sort of like keto, where you have like these sort of doctors and stuff with all these different letters behind the names saying, oh, fat loss is purely based on insulin resistance, insulin levels and stuff. I don't like, I don't blame people for being mis like 
misc or misinformed. Yeah, keep on forgetting how to how to pronounce it. I was going to say miseducated. I don't know if that's a word. Probably um, is. The same. Well, mis- miseducated <laughs> as well. But at least you would know what I meant anyway. But um, yeah. So like, just not being uneducated. Uneducated. Yeah. Uneducated. That sounds better. Yeah, miseducated doesn't. Uh, misguided. Misguided. Is that like a ladies clothes shop? Misguided. Is that Miss Selfridges? Is it? No, misguided is something I don't know. I've probably been dragged down <laughs> at some point in my life. I don't know. But um, yeah. So like, in a world where all of these different sort of fad, sort of flash, flash in the pan sort of things exist, I don't blame people for not being able to understand and sort of how to how to lose weight, how to sort of take care of their own mental health and stuff like that. Because there's so many different things going on so many different solutions to the products and like so many like solution products to everyone's sort of problems where like sort of they're being basically dragged around essentially if you were like sort of I don't know why I'm well, going to this they get, they're getting things pushed in the face aren't they yeah. I think that's what you kind of you know, use this use this and, and they're forever getting confused by it so it's yeah. like oh use this product oh use this product oh do this supplement do this meal plan and they're getting really really confused and then going with that force it, it, you know, there's a lot more to obesity than than different flavored Oreos, but that's just the mentality of what of what people think. Oh, you just eat too much food. That's why you're fat, and that's not necessarily the case. But there's a lot of confusion around how you would lose weight. Again, like what you're saying, because there's, there's so many different products on the market, and people are just kind of can misled and turn around the circles. Is that kind of what you? Yeah, sort of. That was where I was sort of going. Yeah, probably explained it better than I was going with it. Well, that, that that's no, it's it's. I don't know, I think that's just, again, but there's a lot of stuff like this on Facebook, and this is the problem, you know, the coronavirus, obesity, mental health, whatever you want to call it, what, whatever you want to say, not that, yeah, whatever. Um, but because of, like, the social media side of things and all the information, everything kind of gets blown up out of proportion mm-hmm. or gets, um, you know, misconstrued or kind of gets... You know, I, I put a post up a day on, on the Lyft Coffee Stop group, and one of the things that I said in it was um, you can put anything up on social media. You can put anything up on, so, uh, on social media, on the internet. You can put anything up. It doesn't get peer reviewed for facts. It, you can put anything up. You can put anything up on Wikipedia, yeah, and it doesn't get peer reviewed. And this is the problem. So there's so much information and so much crap, and you know, people just you can understand why people get so confused. Yeah, there's so much going on. And then one of the things that I sort of, um, like, so one of the things that she actually replied with was saying, was also talking about sort of, um, she decided to bring cancer into it and was talking about, like, one in two people. Like, so one in two people, like, get like get cancer, essentially. And she was saying that no one was sort of bothering about that. But then one of which, like, sort of, at this point, I sort of, I really came to my senses and I was like, I'm not going to win arguing on the internet with a stranger. But then someone else came in and replied and was saying, like, oh, there are resources being sort of dedicated to these things, but it's not because it's not getting mentioned every single sort of, literally every, like, five minutes. There's not stuff going on worldwide about it every five minutes. There's not, like, a new update from ITV News saying, oh, coronavirus, schools are going to shut down and stuff like that, generating sort of, making people panic. Yeah. And speaking of panic, then, I mean, you know, we, we could yet be sort of, Put into lockdown, essentially. Put in the lockdown for two weeks. So what would happen if we you know, put down on lockdown? If we put down lockdown, we, we have a solution. So, we have a solution. Yeah. So for the, imagine you actually have to spend two weeks at home. Pretty bummed out because you can't actually come into the gym and train. 
Um, that is going to, that's the worst. I know, that would be the true. worst. I think, it'd, I think it'd be worse because you wouldn't be able to have the choice to. Like, yeah. that's, the, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah you've been told you can't. I'm going to yeah. take a barbell home. <laughs> Just take one home. On <laughs> the last day before. I'm put a couple of barbells in the back of my truck. In fact, if anybody wants to come train with us, what I'll do is I'll put a couple of barbells in the back of my truck, a couple of weights, and we'll just go to the football field. We won't have to touch each other. Have you seen that? Because there's actually a group that I'm in, sort of, um, the one about, like, sort of, when, like, to a point when everyone's on lockdown and stuff, doing personal training sessions over FaceTime and sort of over, like, a group call and stuff. And I thought it was actually it's a always idea. There's always a way. It's just good. But besides the training, because let's imagine that you can it, you can't go out the house, we do have a solution. So instead of just sitting around watching TV and stuff and sort of sticking on the news and seeing all the different stuff about the coronavirus, you could read some books. So what we're going to do, we're going to give you some recommendations of books that you can read because if you're stuck in the house for two weeks, you're going to be super, super smart by the end of the two weeks and you're going to have loads of things that you're going to want to work on to change your body, change your mindset, change yeah. your life. And then literally post two weeks after you... you You've initially sort of went into lockdown thinking, oh, this is, this is rubbish, this is rubbish, but you're coming out of it. Like, that was the best two weeks that I've ever spent. So, I suppose without... You wouldn't why I didn't do the two weeks beforehand. No, exactly. So, we've got a couple of books. So we're going to do two books on training, okay? Um, we're going to give you a recommendation on a book on how you can maybe... A more nutrition-based. Um, and then a mindset book as well, because these are kind of the three big things that's, that you can use. And these are the three big things that are actually going to get you results. So we're going to start off with the training because, you know, that's the sexy part, isn't it? Training. It's the yeah. best part as well. Fair, it's it? the best part. The it only is. thing is, don't get too bummed out because when you're sort of reading about these books and stuff and you're seeing them doing all the different exercises and you realize that you can't actually train for another two weeks. Unless you do You can do them at home. That's yeah, exactly. Can, you can adapt them. Yeah, easily adapted. Everything is easily adapted. And even if you don't have any weights or anything, just because I imagine at this point everyone's stocked up on pasta and long life milk and etc. So just get get it all. Get like sort of a big three liter bottle of water and just start pressing it. Oh, there you go. Easy. And that's the training side of it. <laughs> all right. So these are the two books that I've read. Um, these are the ones that I've I've used. I bought these years ago, um, and they're absolutely fantastic books. Um, and the first one is by Brett Contreras and Kelly Davis. This is basically called Strong Curves, A Woman's Guide to Building a Better Butt and Body. So if you don't know who Brett Contreras is, um, we did do a follow Friday a yeah. while ago. You check him out because he's, he's really kind of, he's a super smart dude. He's, he's really, I mean, he's got his he's PhD. I can't remember what it's in now. I think it's, I want to say, I'm sure it's biomechanics. Yeah, I want to um, say, that's I mean, he knows everything about the human body biomechanically. Uh, and he's, he's referred to as the glute guy. So he has, he builds good butts. Yeah. Um, so if you want to build a good butt, um, obviously listen to our content, but at the same time, you know, you, you're going to have your, your network. So have a look at Greg Contreras stuff. But if you look at his Strong Curves book, that's really good. He has workouts in here as well. And actually, because you're going to be stuck at home for two weeks, there's a body weight workout in here. Uh, so you can use that and still train. Yeah. And then you can even sort of do glute bridges, hip thrusts and stuff from your setting or couch or couch, whatever you want to call it. Table, I suppose they're all the sorts. Whatever you want. 
long as you can get your shoulders on it and stuff, I imagine that you'd be more than fine to do. Yeah. And as, as a bonus, as a bonus, if you really, really wanted to, and you wanted some videos on this, you could just message us and we'll do a video for you. So yeah. let's imagine we, we're going to be self-contained for two weeks. No, we'll, we'll make that assumption now. Mm-hmm. And get in now, get your books, buy your books, and then drop us a message and we'll do some videos for you as well. So there you go. Bonus. Yeah. Or if anyone has actually been confirmed with the sort of the coronavirus and stuff and is in two weeks of like sort of um isolation, just drop one of us a message now and we'll literally we'll do a FaceTime FaceTime session and show your body weight exercises and stuff that you could be doing. See, there you go. Value. Exactly. The second book, it's again, it's a, it's um it's strong, it's strong and sculpted. This one's by by Brad Schoenfeld. So Brad Schoenfeld, um, or and forward by Erin Stern. Erin Stern is a is a, a model, and she's 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 quite fit. Yeah. Fit. She's on the front of it, so she knows. Um, but uh, Brad Schoenfeld, he's a super smart guy as well. Uh, he's a scientist. He's basically what we refer to as the hype trophy guy. Uh, so you've got Brett Contreras, who's the glute guy, and you've got Brett, uh, Brad Schoenfeld, who is the hype trophy guy. Um, in his book, he goes, again, it's got a lot of programs in there, but he goes a bit more into how you build muscle, how you build a body. Uh, Brad Schoenfeld was kind of, he's kind of known well for, for the three principles of building muscle, um, which is muscle damage, muscle tension, mechanical tension, muscle damage, and metabolic stress. So these three principles, we have spoken about this before. Um, and if you want to read more on that, in a very, very simplistic way, uh, you can run our Lyft website because I did do a blog on it um, a while ago. Um, so if you click on uh, www.liftgym.co.uk forward slash blog, uh, you will see an article on that. So this basically gives you the three principles of, of building muscle. Um, and it's, it's a good way because it gives you a little bit of an indication of how you could then structure a program. Or if you want them to, and again, this is not bodybuilding, by the way. This is just anybody who just wants to build a better body. Mm. Um, it's hitting. So you're not just doing the same thing all the time. You have logic behind your actual training. And this is kind of where, when I do my programming, this is what I use. I use this philosophy um, of these three stages or three principles of building muscle. Yeah, and sort of just alternate between them. Yeah, and alternate between them. Or structure them, periodize them. It's yeah, probably a better way to meant, do rather it. than sort of alternate. Yeah, so periodization, um, which is which is kind of a good way of doing it. And this could be done in a multitude of ways, which we're not kind of getting into today. Could be for an for a podcast coming to you. Could be, it'd be a good podcast. Anybody who's into really the training that would side be an of interesting it. Episode. Just gonna stick yeah. it on my notes actually. Yeah, put that in your notes, Aaron. Um so they were the two books. So they're the two training books. So if you check them out, really good. So it's Strong Sculpted by Brad Schoenfeld and Strong Curves by Brett Contreras and Kelly Davis. So this next one I'm going to give to Aaron because this was his choice. Um, so Aaron, what's the next book? So this one's actually, um, I think we did a follow Friday on this person. So James Smith, if you haven't seen him, he's actually been quite like sort of killing it all over the, all over the news and stuff. He's kind of famous now, isn't he? Yeah, I'd say he's sort of, I think he's probably like a B or A, I'd say A list or B list, sorry. I think A-list is when you're sort of chilling with A-list Will Smith. you're talking like Johnny Depp and... Yeah, like Will Smith. Yeah, I, I kind of see him starring alongside any of them just yet. Mm, not yet, anyway. No. A couple of years, or even just a year, to be fair, it's his fair. Not with his accent, anyway. No. 
But anyway, so he's got um, a really good book. So it's called Not a Diet Book. Says me coming from Newcastle. Don't. <laughs> I, was about, I was just thinking that. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> you think whenever we go anywhere, I imagine that's just sort of, oh, Newcastle. I have no idea what we're talking about, but they just see the accent and it just sounds and they just feel like, like a big mess. <laughs> oh, he's from Newcastle. It's all right. It's all right. Just, just smile and special. nod. Just smile and nod and you'll end, you'll end up stop talking eventually. But anyway, so, yeah, James Smith's book. So it's called Not a Diet Book. And this this is actually, it was so interesting that, because I went to one of the um, book signings and literally as we were sat on one of the breaks and stuff, I opened up, I think I opened it up to read a page or something, as you mentioned in the thing. And I ended up reading like two chapters straight off the back. It was like, it was just so, it's like so stru- structured in a way in which it's so easy to read and so interesting. Well, interesting if you're into all this anyway. Um, but so it goes over loads of different sort of things, whether that's sort of, it even goes over relationships, which I thought was like a pretty cool one. Um, sort of nutrition. So brief, t- touches briefly on that. Basically, all you need to know is sort of, muscle gain, fat loss and stuff without going too technical where to a point where you sort of where you literally need like a like a twelve hour break just to dissect what's actually like is in the book. And it goes on to about habits and stuff. I said again, not going into sort of the neuroscience behind habits, but it's going into sort of more practical applications of it and how you can sort of implement it to sort of build habits. It goes over loads of different stuff like that. So Again, that's probably a really good read for if you are isolated for, 12, for two weeks. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's like, like James Smith's book, he's, he's got us, he's just got it laid out nicely, hasn't he? And he goes into mm. enough, but not too much detail to kind yeah. of overwhelm. And yeah. you, know, you, you could read a chapter at a time, really, and kind of get a lot from it. And you could start it, even if you are self isolated. Yeah. But then, um, I had a really good, I had, do you know when that you sort of think about something as you're going to say it, then the moment that you open your mouth, it's just like gone. <laughs> I don't know why, but I actually had something that I was going to say and I thought it was really good. Oh, I can't remember it now. It'll come back. If it was that good, it'll come back. It's when. It's when. So that was, that. so we, we've got the two, we've got training books. So you've got the Strong and Sculpted, uh, Strong Curves, and then you've got James Smith's book, which would have a bit more about the nutrition side of things and habits. The thing is, what you can do, uh, and this is what I do. Um, this is what I do with people who we've got on the ESL challenge at the minute. Um, it's it's creating sort of daily habits and creating structure mm. with the day. And I use this using like a, a really really simplistic app. But these are things that you can do when you're in the house. Um, you know, even if you're not isolated, but you're just sitting in the house instead of watching the telly, you, know, you can just create yourself like a create yourself a morning routine or a nighttime routine, and yeah. uh, create yourself some really simplistic daily habits that will pretty much transform your life. Mm, I think there was, I can't remember what book it was in. I think it was, I'm sure it was the, like, so the book called, this is one of the recommendations, but you can read it if you want. It's actually quite interesting. It's called The Entrepreneur Revolution. One of the things that it goes over was like sort of how much energy you get from creating stuff and like sort of creating, whether that's sort of like, like literally from back, like sort of ages ago when we used to like sort of build mud huts and whatnot and stuff and sort of, or even just creating content to post out, or like sort of creating a little routine, creating different recipes and stuff, doing things like that. And about like everyone who he sort of coached to do that and to like sort of create more than the consume actually felt a lot better about themselves and felt sort of a lot more positive. And then say they went away, I went because they did like funnily enough, they actually did like a two week workshop, ideal considering the two weeks isolation period, but 
and they were saying that at the end of the two weeks they went away sort of feeling better they had like better about themselves had more structure in their life and they knew what they want to do next they knew what they want like they, they planned out what they were gonna do and then post two weeks they went and did it which i just thought it was it was really cool and yeah. i just thought i'd worth mention yeah no definitely um and i think the last book uh this is about mindset and it's actually called mindset and it's by dr caroline s dweck um this has to be honestly this is probably one of the best books i've read I, it was just amazing i think it's just it, she, she's got a really nice writing style yeah uh, you know you, you kind of think oh dr caroline doctor as soon as you hear your doctor you think it's going to be so complicated and well technical and about Grammatical, I can't say. I can't. Grammatical, <laughs> grammatically correct. That's the fella. Um, but yeah. So the way that like it was weird because as I was reading, like I've only read like a couple of chapters. This, by the way, it's the one that I actually carry around in my bag with us. But um, sort of the first initial period, like the initial sort of chapters, it goes on like the introduction. Sorry, I don't know why. But um, she even mentions, and she's just like oh like don't expect it to be like to the point and like i start i i do start some sentences with and and stuff like that and yeah. i thought that was really cool and as i was reading it it's actually really easy to read well i think her, her kind of by you know by why she's saying you know about the grammar mistakes and the people are picking up on them grammar mistakes um and the you know the too too fixated on the actual i suppose being fixated on the details and the message the fixated on yeah trying to find faults and you know, but her book, her overall, what the book is about basically, it's about a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Um, and to me, it was real eye opener because you can see traits in both. You know, you can you can see where you are actually sat and where you are at in life. And she kind of compared this with what she did. She found these with kids, and this is where a lot of her research comes. She realized that when she was doing experiments with kids, that some kids would would really thrive with really complex tasks. Mm. And she was kind of confused to why that was. It was only a minority of the kids that were doing it. Most kids would, wouldn't respond very well to the task or they would try to go to an easy task. They felt more comfortable by not failing. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, this, this, this is a big kind of set of how the book's set up. And she goes into a lot of real life examples, especially with athletes and um, you know, CEOs of businesses and these kind of things. I mean, she mentions quite a few people. She mentions John McEnroe, which I thought was quite interesting because um, he's kind of a self-confessed fixed mindset. Mm. You know, he blamed, you know, he's a really good tennis player and he was really successful. He had a natural ability, probably could have done a lot better, but he blamed everybody and everything uh, on his failures. Yeah. He never blamed himself from his failures. It was, it was the environment, it was the rackets, it was ball boy it was the umpire it was everybody apart from him mm -hmm. why he didn't win that game or his game wasn't going to plan and it's really good she, she just does it really well and she just explains everything really really well mm. um, and i think from getting uh what's the word just getting like a, a, an understanding how maybe your own mindset works yeah um, i think it's a really good book to read uh, and have an understanding I, I certainly read it and thought yeah, I've got a lot of traits in, 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 in different sort of a different mindset. Because what she's saying, you're not entirely fixed on one. 
you know, a fixed mindset person or, or a growth mindset person who could be in between. Mm-hmm. Um, but recognizing the differences between them and then working on them, it can set you from one side to the other. Yeah, it is really interesting. Like even from just the sort of little um, like a couple of chapters that I've read, it is I actually like sort of changed the way that I think about things and sort of like have times where I actually step back and sort of like, do you know, like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like when you're sort of in a, in a position where it's like, and then say you've got two options, two choices, and you can see which one sort of like fixed, fixed mindset sort of choice and then the growth mindset sort of choice. It's like the red and the blue pill from the matrix. It's sort of like that. And I'm just like, yeah, let's go with like, it's just, but it's exactly that, isn't it? Because it's like, you know, everybody in life wants something. You, you do want something in life. Whether that's, you want better health, you want more money, whatever it is that you want. You, everybody has something that they want. But to get there, you've got to think growth. You've got mm-hmm. to think development. You've got to think challenge. You've got to know failure. And if you don't, if, if you don't want to fail, you'll never get anywhere. And that's the whole you know, the whole message with the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. If you don't want to fail and you're scared to fail, you're always going to be in that fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. But if you're willing to challenge, and this was the thing which she was saying to the kids, these kids weren't afraid to fail. What they, what they wanted to do, that she want, it's not so much they wanted to fail, but they wanted to be challenged so they could grow. Yeah. And they understood that once they failed, they would figure a way out to then solve the puzzle or solve the problem or you know, find a solution. Yeah. And that is kind of the difference because if you want something in life, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to embrace the challenge. You've got to embrace failure. No and risk, no reward. In a no way. risk, no rewards. And that's it. And it's not, you know, not seeing failure as failure. You know, it's seeing failure as learning curve. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a, it's a lesson. Things to sort it? of bounce from. Yeah, because the thing is, if you if you had everything in life and everything you touched turned to gold, and you never once were challenged. What would you learn from it? Mm-hmm. You learn nothing. You think you'd have the perfect life, but really, would you? Because you wouldn't. You wouldn't have that development. You wouldn't have the um, experiences of failing and developing and failing and developing. There's nothing. I like nothing better than me personally when I fail at something. I don't like the feeling of failure. What I do like is getting past that failure. Mm. When I do something and it completely goes tits up, but then you think, okay, actually, if I can just turn this around a little bit and do this instead, and then you get past that hurdle. To me, it's just like. Yes, that's just, it's the best feeling in the yeah. world. It gives you like a sense of empowerment. But then it's sort of like, going back to actually what, I picked this up from Jim Smith's book and it was one of the things that he says, like the good days aren't the good days without the bad days to compare with. And it's sort of like that. So like if you, once again, this sort of slipped, but um, yeah, so what I was going to, yeah, so the good days aren't the good days without the bad days to compare with. So in essence, like, now I get actually really happy when I wake up and like, you know, when you wake up and you feel a bit like sort of flat and you sort of a bit sort of just happen, like you can tell that it's going to be sort of a bit of a, like, yeah, a bit of like a sort of a struggle. Like, I thought of like, oh, get through this day. But I actually get sort of weirdly excited about this, which sort of turns it around because I know that sort of, although if I have like sort of a bad day and I sort of just get everything that I need to do, like get it done and stuff, then the next day, could be like an absolutely phenomenal day where I, I get so much stuff done and whatnot. It's absolutely on fire. Yeah. And then like, I imagine like, oh, how good am I going to feel on that day? Because to compare with the day before, I had an absolute blinder of a day. And it's just sort of, I really, I get really excited about this. So like, when I have a bad day, I'm like, oh, I can't Just wait. do the bare minimum. I just do the, just do what I've got yeah. to do to get through it. Just sort of. Tick the boxes. Get through, tick the boxes and whatnot. Like do literally 
So like, I usually have a thing where like, I choose what I want to do and I set out three tasks and I like, say, I can only do those three tasks. But then say on days where I'm like on fire, I can do more. And I just pick, pick different ones that I want to do as I go along. Yeah, I mean, the way I view things is like, the days that you feel down, the days that you feel like everything's not going right, if you just dig deep on them days, that is the days where you grow. Mm-hmm. The days you grow, you don't grow on the days that you're on fire. The days you're on fire, you just get more done. The days that you you have to dig deep and you've got to go and do the crap you don't want to do because you just don't feel like it, yeah. that's the days that you grow. That's when you develop. Because then when you're on fire, that just, you know, that's just 10x. Mm-hmm. You just 10x your results by just being on fire. So you've got to just, again, just tick the boxes. Just tick the boxes. Daily habits. Again, yeah. back at daily habits. If you've got a daily habits and you just tick those boxes every single day, regardless of how you feel, obviously you have to do them before you tick them. Yeah. But tick those boxes, then you've done, you've, you've accomplished something. If you get the end of the day and you've had a really, really, really shitty day, but you've ticked all those boxes, you get the end of the day and you can look back and think, do you know what it is? Like, that day hasn't been as bad because I've ticked everything and you go to bed positive. Yeah, and then you wake up the next day and be like, oh, if, if, yeah. if you're on fire that day, then you tick all the boxes even quicker. Exactly. And you, you know, then maybe you've got a good time for yourself because you've, you've been yeah. on fire. Yeah, and then you can day. be like, oh, that episode, episode of something on Netflix reading one of the books, not looking at the news. Not looking at the coronavirus. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of, so hopefully, hopefully, that has, has taken you away from all this craziness of the outside world. Yeah. Um, this is just to help you on the inside. So if you are stuck in a house. So if you do end up getting put on lockdown and then isolation, then there's some things that you could do in between and if you do if you are curious about any of the things that we sort of mentioned or any of the books and you can't find them or whatnot just drop one of us a message and we'll um more than i, was, I don't know what word i was going to say there but um more than more than happy more than happy i was going to say more than likely but now i was like <laughs> well, I more than likely do it but oh my god but then i was like that's not really what i mean <laughs> but um yes we'd be more than happy just to literally point us in the right direction send you the link to the um, books over or if you've just got any questions about sort of habits and whatnot or anything that we mentioned today. I think the biggest thing is, you know, we, we, we've literally just mentioned like training, nutrition and mindset. The biggest rant we went on, not a rant, but the, the rabbit hole, I was supposed, mm-hmm. is the mindset stuff because that's, that to me is the most important. Oh yeah. I think without that, yes. I don't know. It's weird because you can sort of see how they all interlink. You could say with mindset, you sort of feel more motivated to train, but then to train, but then some people say if they train, they feel more motivated to train it's, more. But it's, it's connecting it, isn't yeah. it? I mean, to me, if I said, what, what book would you read first? I would say read the mindset book. Mm. Read that because if you get the right mindset and you've got the two, it doesn't matter about, you can get the tools anywhere. The tools are really, really important, but without the correct mindset to implement them tools. Yeah. Again, we mentioned this before. It's, it's. Yeah, it's getting, that, it's getting that right first. Get your mindset right first. Read that book. Mm-hmm. That's a really good book, which is um, it's it's entertaining. Yeah, it is really good. So yeah, so well, um, so hopefully next time we talk, or next time we now we talk, and you listen, that's there's no coronavirus and it's all gone. It's all been finished Just with, sort of all wrapped up and done for the year. And me and Aaron aren't doing this via Zoom because we can't actually have contact uh, because we've been self-isolated for two weeks. To be fair, actually, we might because I'm down in Wembley on Friday. So our usual podcast recording time 
may have to either go online or reschedule. Yeah. We'll, we'll tackle that I know, but next that's week. A, that's a task for next week. So then we'll leave that there. Um, so what we'll just leave you with is, yeah, make sure you wash your hands. Yeah, make sure you wash your hands to avoid getting stuck in the house for two weeks. Don't go around licking door handles because that's not cool. That, that was never a good idea before the coronavirus. It certainly yeah. isn't now. Don't lick door handles. <laughs> and stop buying freaking toilet roll. I don't understand the toilet roll. Oh, it's like, but then also what I was thinking, so like one of my... One of my um, lecturers, teachers at college, he was, he was saying that he bought loads of toilet roll and dry pasta because he was scared that if he run out, everyone who's buying them because of the virus, because of everyone buying them because of the virus, he, he wouldn't be able to get any. So there's, there's people buying, buying excess of things because of the people buying excess of things because of the virus, in a way. But why toilet roll? I know. I, I don't, don't understand the, about the toilet roll. I get, I get pasta. I get pasta. If you want to keep it, it keeps. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you get like a month's date on it if you, dry, if you buy dry pasta or fresh pasta. It's got like a month's date on it. So I get that. You keep that in your cupboard in case you kind of get stuck. But toilet roll. I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to shower if you need to. I know. Why do you have to have a room full of toilet roll? <laughs> but then even then, how much, like... Even if you've got the coronavirus, that doesn't in, like that. I mean, you might blow your nose a little bit more, but you like literally. I'm sure um, I seen seen on a post and where runny nose and sneezing isn't actually one of the symptoms of coronavirus, so that might just be a cold. So you don't this, you don't actually buy hankies anyway, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. With balm on them to keep your nose nice and soft. <laughs> uh, I, I don't get the toilet roll. Not me either. I'm alright though, because I've got one, two, three, four boxes of grenade bars. One, two, three, four cases of water, and there's a lot of toilet roll. You could just isolate here, essentially. To be fair, you've got your heater, you've got your sofa, sofa bed. I'll just stay in the gym. I've got, got your water, water, grenade bars, and I've got plenty of toilet roll. Exactly. Can't, can't go wrong. <laughs> and you've got your books. And I've got my books so I can read. Exactly. And you can train in here, I suppose. And I can train. There's a barbell over there. Um, so hopefully, guys, you don't catch the coronavirus, or you keep yourselves very, very safe. Um, and um, we shall catch up with you next week. Hopefully, next week. Goodbye for now. Thank you.